This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. Today, podcast on patent term adjustment. I'm Brian Landry, a Suffolk University Law School alumnus, class of 2007, and currently an associate at Edwards Angel Palmer and Dodge in Boston. Discussing patent term adjustment, which is a provision of the Patent Act under the United States, Section 154, that grants additional patent term to applicants who have suffered delays in prosecution before the United States Patent and Trademark Office, or USPTO. In order to understand the reason for patent term adjustment, it's necessary to look back at the history of patent term in the U.S. Prior to 1995, patents were entitled to a patent term of 17 years from issue. However, in 1995, the United States changed the patent term to 20 years from the earliest effective filing date as part of legislation implementing the TRIPS agreement, the Uruguay round of the General Agreement on Tariffs and Treaties, or GAAP. Under a 17-year from issue term, extension delays did not diminish patent term. Rather, patent term would be pushed off into the future, for example, if the USPTO took six years to examine a patent application. In a 20-year from issue term, examination delays can erode the term of a patent. For example, if examination takes three years, the patent can be enforced for 17 years, 20 minus the three that have elapsed during examination. So essentially, the applicant comes out even to a 17-year term as previous to 1995. However, if examination takes five years, patent can only be enforced for 15, and certainly examination could potentially take longer, resulting in an even smaller effective patent term. There are three types of patent term adjustment and extension, one of which we'll discuss today. As in patent term calculations, the filing date of the application is the key. Two types of patent term regimes, one applies to patents that were filed on or after June 8, 1995, but before May 29, 2000. This is becoming less and less relevant as most patents that are now issuing were filed in the 2000s, so will not be discussed today, but is discussed certainly in the prior version of the law as well as in the Manual of Patent Examining Procedure. The current version applies to patents issuing on applications filed on or after May 29th. 2000, and this will be discussed today. Additionally, there's a patent term extension, which is available to compensate for delays before the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA. Under the current patent term adjustment framework, there are three types of delays that applicants are compensated for. The first is what are referred to as A delays, due to the section of the statute that they are defined in. NA delays arise from the failure of the USPTO to comply with various statutory deadlines, including four specific delays. First is a failure to mail a first office action or a notice of allowance within 14 months of a filing date or the completion of requirements for a national phase application. The second is a failure to file a reply to a response by an applicant within four months. Third is a failure to act on an office action within four months of a decision by the Board of Patent Appeals and Interferences or federal court. And the fourth is a failure to issue a patent within four months of payment of the issue fee. The A delays are often referred to as the 14444 rule for this reason. Second is B delays arising from the failure of the USPTO to issue a patent within three years of the filing date of either an application under Section 111A or Section 371, which deals with national phase applications. Finally, there's C delays, which arise from interferences, secrecy orders, and appeals. In addition, any delay that the USPTO grants can be reduced by applicant delays if the applicant fails to diligently prosecute the application. There's several examples of delays by applicants that are specified in the rules. 37 CFR 1.704. 
PTA is reduced by applicant delay, for example, by failure to file a response to an office action within three months of the mailing date, conversion of a provisional application to a non-provisional application, submission of a preliminary amendment less than one month before an office action or a notice of allowance, submission of an incomplete reply, submission of a supplemental reply, which can in some instances include filing an information disclosure statement after a reply to an office action, and submission of an amendment after a notice of allowance also known as a Rule 312 Amendment. One key issue that's received a lot of attention in the last year is how these delays interact. In 2004, the USPTO took the position that A delays and B delays are caused by each other, specifically A delays cause B delays, and therefore overlap. Accordingly, the USPTO's position was that applicants should be entitled to the larger of the A delays or the B delays, but never both. For example, if a patent issued that had 300 days of A delay and 200 days of B delay because it issued 200 days after the three-year anniversary of filing, the USPTO would only award 300 days of patent term adjustment. There was a recent decision by the Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit, YSV Kapos, which held that the USPTO's approach is inconsistent with Section 154 of the Patent Act. Under the proper approach, the USPTO is required to calculate patent term adjustment according to the following formula which is the number of A delays plus the number of days of B delay minus the number of days of overlap between the A delay and the B delay and less the number of days of applicant delay. By overlap, the court requires the USPTO to look and see if the A delays and the B delays occurred on the exact same day. When doing these calculations, it's often helpful to create a timeline so that you can see where the A and B delays actually overlap. As a result of the YSC Capos decision, a lot of applicants have recognized that the USPTO is currently miscalculating patent term adjustment. Steps are underway to correct the algorithm that's used to generate these calculations, but certainly it's going to take some time, at least a few more weeks before the USPTO corrects this error. However, even before YSC Capos, errors would certainly occur depending on how information was keyed into the USPTO's system. We'll now discuss how patent term adjustment is calculated and challenged. The USPTO includes a calculation of A delay with the notice of allowance and posts the underlying calculations on PAIR, which is the USPTO's electronic database. A request for recalculation of errors in the A delay should be included with the payment of the issue fee. Issued notification and the issued patent includes the calculation reflecting the B delay as well as the C delay. Requests for recalculation can be filed with the USPTO within two months of the issue date of the patent. Additionally, a lawsuit can be filed with the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia within 180 days of issue date. The USPTO has created an abbreviated form in view of the Wyeth decision that involves no associated fee for challenges based entirely on Wyeth. Additionally, the form is considerably shorter than the detailed analysis that's usually required for a petition to challenge patent term adjustment. This form must be filed within 180 days of the issue date of the patent or within two months of the dismissal of the petition previously filed based on Wyeth. This concludes this podcast. If you have any questions, my contact information is available at www.eapdlaw.com. Thank you. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.